I'm Clarence. And I'm DJ Nuna. And you're listening to Up in the Air. A podcast exploring the creative, social, and political world around us. Featuring conversations with our lovely friends and special guests each episode. Stay up in the air and come float with us. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Up in the Air. Today, we're joined by the wonderful Hua Hong. She's an artist and designer based out of Seattle, whose work has been featured by the likes of Billboard Magazine and Double XL Magazine. She has completed murals in cities across the country, and we're just so honored to to be joined by her today to hear about her creative process and just how she's doing in this pandemic. But Hua, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, I like have been doing like full time school and work. So <laughs> having this podcast is like something that I haven't done in like two years, almost two years. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, for sure. Because Clarence and I, um, we transitioned from a radio show for UW onto a podcast during um, the pandemic. And Yes, it's it's because we wanted to, you know, explore different topics and have different conversations, but it really has been a great way to connect with people um, that we normally wouldn't be able to connect with. Um, so that's like the pros and cons of remote remote connection mm-hmm. and Zoom calls. So yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on. We're excited. And yeah, we've been big fans of your work for a long time and have definitely witnessed you like in different um, like publications or I've seen you in like the, I think Relish Magazine and um, Human Condition. So it's great to meet you in person. Oh, yeah. it has came full, full circle for you. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. But, but it's nice that you guys keep it up though. Cause I feel like pandemic kind of put a lot of things on hold and mm-hmm. I, I love listening to podcasts when I paint. So mm-hmm. this might gonna be my next favorite. Yes. yes, thank you. <laughs> we try. We try to put out good stuff. But um, how are you doing? I know it's been almost what, or I, I guess it has been a year since this all kind of the country shut down. But mm-hmm. how are you doing on this uh, weird anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> it's official. Um, I've been doing really well. I feel like better than most just because I feel like creativity has saved me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, not just during the pandemic but before it and it seems like a lot more people are collecting original art because maybe because we're home so much uh, right. I've sold a lot more originals this year or this past year than previous years mm-hmm. but it's just an observation on like okay how do I market myself next because it seems like this is people are I mean this generation and Gen Z are all about like collecting original arts and mm-hmm. having an artsy room and space. Um, probably because we're inside so much. So I've been kind of really blessed with that, with the financial part of it. Because selling original is pretty hard unless like I have shows and exposures and like right. galleries. So that has been a, a, an added bonus that kind of came my way in like my favor in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that kind of came up through your social media, right? Like you putting yourself out there. Um, I'm wondering like, what what has the balance been with like social media? Because I know a lot of people this past year have been struggling with like spending too much time on it and, or, or just like going away from it completely. Like what has your relationship with it been? <laughs> I think social media is a very funny thing, but I think it's 
it's a huge advantage to us now that we have that as a tool. So I'm trying to look at it as an, a positive way where I can observe like, you know, user experience and like how like they interact with my content and seeing all this data. Back in the day when you paint something, you put it out, like you, you don't really get a survey or like a quick rundown of like how many people seen your art or interacted with it or saved it, for example, or shared it. Um, but I do have my weird days with social media where I just want to completely like delete myself off the earth. Um, so I do have days where I completely don't go on at all. Uh, I'm really, really bad at replying to messages. Um, I think I just try to be in my own lane and like keep my own vibes going. I don't really, it's not really something that I value the most, but I do care about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that we talked about a lot in our other episodes, but it is just a love hate relationship, you know, like in some ways it's getting our, the work out there, but in other ways, it's like our mental health is just declining. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also one of those things where I'm trying to decide like how much of myself or my personal life do I want to like share on social media? Cause Mm-hmm. it's totally weird like if you have a stranger like across the country knowing where you're at like if you're visiting like Japan or something and they'd be asking about it mm-hmm. which is cool um as a human connection but sometimes like I saw this tweet today where this guy was like oh I really want to be a super famous artist but at the same time I just don't want to be seen or exist or people don't know that I exist it's kind of like Banksy that is like some kind of artist thing that I like admire and want to be but Mm-hmm. Here I am throwing my face out there already. So I'm going to go I think that it's really difficult to be vulnerable on the internet because, yeah, it's really easy access for people to perceive you and look into your life. And mm-hmm. I read this really great article about um, that I resonated with about being a woman of color on the internet is a, a different experience in itself because um, sometimes there's more pressure or there's more. Um, like a standard or expectation to succeed or excel um, in, in just the design and art industry for sure. But yeah, I personally love seeing like your fits and um, like your personal pictures <laughs> on your Instagram. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I think I need to show this side of me to people so that it feels genuine and right. uh, it stay true to who I am. So mm-hmm. I love fashion. Yeah. but we did some digging on you know your background and uh your experience we went we went really (laughs) here goes the dirt that's coming through (laughs) but we saw that you went to UW and then you also went to Uh art school and we're just wondering like what what has your journey been um becoming a creative and going into this full like being an artist and making that your career I think this might be a surprise to a lot of people, but I didn't really started painting uh, religiously or like as a practice or as a study until my junior year of college. So technically I've been painting for about, I would say like six years, counting that a little more or a little less. Um, but I always, I came into UW, wanted to be a uh, pharmacy and uh, into pharmacy school. Um, so I was pre-farm. Um, so I didn't think about art as a career until 
I took painting as an elective or drawing, I think it was drawing 190 was the first intro class. And it was an elective that I had to take supposedly. Uh, but I've always loved art um, since I was little, but that's every artist story. So uh, I've been always like, just love art, but I kind of fell in love with science at the same time. So I think my left brain and my right brain were fighting each other the whole time. Uh, but then I decided to uh, take that elective and it, it changed, it shifted my whole perspective. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do with life? And does this make me happy? And I was comparing that experience with the experience I've had with like, you know, meds classes or like biology classes. Um, and I mean, biology and chemistry are tough at UW, you know, I feel like everyone went through it, probably knew how tough it was and organic chem. So I went through all that for the first two years. So I pretty much was like an official pre-med student, but I didn't, I didn't go forward with it. Um, took my first drawing class and I think like mid-quarter my professor pulled me out in middle class and I thought I was in trouble but she was like what major are you in like how come I've never seen you um and I'm like I'm a biology major or at the time I think it was biochemistry that was my major wow. mm -hmm. and so she was like whoa I'm so surprised and then she literally wrote the letter to like the counselor and like recommended me and have me to go talk to her to see if I would want to be in the program um, and I think UW still now doesn't have painting or fine arts as like a, a minor. So I had to go in like full force being a major in um, fine arts. So it was a huge shift because I was taking like lab or like chemistry uh, classes in lab for three hours and I'd be painting for another six hours. So it was super brutal for like <laughs> the last two years of my time at UW yeah um but it made me truly happy because you know i'm not a, an early morning person but i would totally wake up at 5 a.m to catch that light that i want to capture in my painting so mm -hmm. it showed me like how much i loved it and i don't know it's just a moment of realization that like maybe i was on the wrong path this whole time and it just hit me like a truck mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of like oh here i am you know pursuing full-on like painting and drawing and mm -hmm. My parents were super shocked and were like, what's going on? Like, what hit you, you know? And I'm like, that light hit me, I swear. I don't know. But yeah. it was just a funny experience. I feel like it's so strange to tell people like, you know, I changed my mind last minute. I don't want to convince any other kids to do it. But like, I think it's totally worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been painting since then until now. So been a journey oh, no that's amazing to hear because I, th I I think I'm personally surprised that yeah you're you've been painting for like officially six years a little over six years and that's wild because and really inspiring because I think Clarence and I we're in our undergrad right now and we're still trying to figure out like what what's meant for us or what do we love to do um what what does our career look like so it's really encouraging to hear that um like big changes can happen um in your young adult life so that's amazing to hear and yeah Clarence and I definitely were trying to go into STEM at one point like I took bio 180 my freshman year freshman quarter and I dropped out of it like I was about to fail that class I, I, think I took the I took the business route and I was like my brother, my brother went through foster. Like my dad is a businessman. I'm like, I'm a businessman too. You know, like I'm going to do this, but yeah, I was just so unhappy. And it, I mean, 
I don't know about you. Like, were you unhappy with biochem, or was it just more like you you loved art even more? It's one of those things where you know I feel like growing up throughout high school, people made it seem like STEM majors, like either you're in math or chemistry or biology, makes you smart, you know, or make you look smart at least. Mm-hmm. And if you do well in them, you're like smart, smart. So. Mm-hmm. It almost like the measurements of like intelligence. So I didn't think about like, oh, you know, creative is another way to express that intelligent and depth within you. So I felt like I, my mind was so malleable when I was younger and seeing that I was like, okay, I got to prove that I'm smart. You know, like I want to go for this major that like, oh, everyone find difficult in. And I, I kind of just went for it and I enjoyed it because just curiosity, like I want to learn all these things, but in comparison to art, it was nothing like it. Like it, it doesn't feel natural. It felt like I always had to try hard, hard. I mean, I try hard in painting too, but in a different way that I feel like I can see it in like fruition in front of me. But in terms of biology and chemistry, it's knowledge based, but like, I feel like it was interesting, but I wouldn't say it's something that I truly enjoy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. I definitely resonate with um kind of the the standards of success and how it is heavily rooted in like stem especially now with the tech industry um like coding or like even with clarence and i in design like there's a huge difference between going kind of the more art or visual route versus like ux and ui route right so because there's differences in like how those jobs are getting paid and that's kind of equivalent to like success so i definitely resonate with that Um, But I'm really, I think the pandemic has really pushed people to question, like, why do I think this is what success looks like? Or why do I, um, well, it's capitalism, it's all like rooted in capitalism. So I think a lot of people are, yeah, admiring um, different backgrounds, different jobs a lot more. And it's really allowed me to, yeah, question, like, what do I want to do with my career? Um, But yeah. (laughs) scary oh. scary questions <laughs> totally no no totally i i know exactly what you're talking about because i am also in design school at the moment so i do know what it feels to be kind of like okay what kind of designer like you know am i do i want to be more like you know technical base like coding ui ux or mm-hmm. the front end of how it look and the visual look and feel mm-hmm. of everything so yeah. yeah what, what's driving you to kind of pursue a more graphic design um, education as well at this point? I feel like I've always been very uh, multidisciplinary. So mm-hmm. a lot of time where when I'm curious about something, I either be zero or a hundred, which is kind of bad. <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't realize how real it was until it, it hit me, you know, but uh, which is bad, so don't follow what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would say I've always really liked, like I used to design like cards or just handmade cards mm-hmm. for friends and just little things that kind of led me to like, okay, graphic design might be a cool thing to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also um, had a few people who connected with me through bigger companies and asking me if I would do this certain thing or like collaboration on certain thing. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that would require graphic design mind. Like I have a fine arts and it's a totally different beast itself, but mm-hmm. 
in terms of application, I think I need to go into like learning like all these Adobe like devices or programs and kind of really apply what I know on visual arts into this, you know, realistic concept that would connect me with like either fashion or like graphic design, packaging and branding and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that led me to reading more about it and then connecting with more friends who are already in the field. Um, and then learning more about it made me way more curious about it. So I got myself into graphic design recently and I've been very happy with it. Even though it's paused like my painting a lot and I kind of put a lot of things on back burner, but I've been pretty happy and I think it's, I'm on the right path, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing to hear that you're, um, yeah, like you were able to focus on like a fine arts background and now really enhance that with graphic design because there's definitely parallels between the two. Um, and yeah, definitely knowing like the Adobe devices like that really is a great um, like skill and enables you to make so much more. Um, yeah, I'm curious if you've been able to see lots of parallels between fine arts and graphic design in your experience, um, or if it feels like very separate or very different. But yeah, what's your experience with that? Mm, I would say art and design do have overlaps, mm -hmm. but most of the time, um, I think I want to leave my fine art like on the side and not at the beginning, I was struggling trying to merge them or thinking that I could merge them uh, in terms of skills and like understanding. And in some ways I did, but I've had this realization uh, recently that a lot of times art is something that you express and something that you're that inspire you or that keep you going um, and you express your inner self. But in design, of course, you're going to see like little seats of your personality in it but you're at the end of the day you're solving a problem for someone else it's not your own problem mm -hmm. so I think design is a different ball game in terms of that in a sense and a concept um and it's I feel like most design say designers said this to like Tinker Hatfield like he, he's like you know you're designing for somebody else and you're creating a conversation that's outside of what you're you know what you're interested in or you are interested in but outside of what you intended to be. And so I think that itself is a is something that I want to explore and I mean, solving somebody else's problem. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I would say the nature of it or the goal or the purpose of the two are pretty, pretty different to me. And I have to switch that and take myself out of the, myself and my ego out of my design a lot of time. Yeah, that's a that's a great point because we definitely play that game of like realizing it is a different perspective and like you're bringing maybe it's not something that you are super fond of like in terms of it graphically, but it does suit the client or it suits the the need. So yeah, yeah. We, we resonate with that a lot. But um, you know, when I first saw your work. So I, I live in Beacon Hill and so I go to the station a lot or I go to like a lot of local businesses. Oh. And I see your work in a lot of places and I'm like, well, like this is the same thing that I saw in like a different cafe or like a different space. And it's a lot of like musicians, um, portraits. And I don't know if that was something that really um, kind of launched or like elevated your platform, but 
I think that's when I first got to know you. And I was wondering like, what, what led you to go down, you know, like creating a lot of portraits of musicians and these different um, artists? That's just funny because I'm like, oh, I'm like leaving breadcrumbs for you. <laughs> I'm like following you. I'm like, where is she? It worked. I planned this out two years ago. I'm just kidding. Um, I think I would say music is a huge inspiration to me in terms of, I feel like it does this to everybody where it helps you through your hard time, helps you through your like happiest time, your lows and highs. Um, but I would say that hip hop specifically as a genre has influenced me a lot. As a person growing up and um, I think having like influences in my family, um, my uncle, uh, my uncle's pretty creative and he used to have like uh, print shops and stuff. And like, I, like I heard about Macklemore way before like he won the Grammys and like kind of knowing like local artists um, and just creatives uh, and seeing the way he worked within the community really inspired me and it made me really curious as a young child or like a teenager and so that I feel like hip-hop was all I listened to and of course we had this introduction about Tupac and Biggie and like all these things so I kind of knew about their stories when I was young and watching their documentaries um so it's really crazy that everything came full circle and I like mm-hmm. get that Biggie mural and I'm like whoa is this real um but I would say it's it's been a I don't even know it's it's been so long that I don't know where I trace where it came from or how it started I would say but it's always it's definitely the music genre that I'm I'm mainly like into and that's pretty much what I play when I study what I play when I like shower what I play when I like getting ready to go out right painting so I wouldn't I don't know how else to explain it I think it became part of me and it was in my blood <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's like yeah that's crazy I think um one thing that we, Julie and I, have talked about in the past is sort of like when we listen to music or we listen to, it could be hip hop or whatever it might be, but sort of like, what is the first thing we hear when we listen to a song? And I'm curious, like, what is, is it for you, like the beat, the melody, the lyrics, like what is, what what kind of comes out to you first when you're feeling a song, I guess? I would have to say the beat, yeah, the melody. Um because it also kind of inform you like how how like diverse or like multimedia this person is like depending on like what kind of sounding it could be from different mm-hmm. country it can be from like different regions yeah. so I would say like it, it could tell it can inform you a lot about like this person like specific taste and originality you know where mm-hmm. they came from or what influence what influences them um, and that is the reason why I think I love ASAP Rocky because he is such a like well-rounded individual, like super different on every platform, kind of had touch everything. And I feel like that's what I aspire to be as an artist as well. Um, and you can see like little peaks of it or here and there, but not fully. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about music. Like when you you hear it, so you know how when they... Um, it's not recycled but like when they use a beat from like an old song oh, when they sample right? yeah so like it, it's it, like you get a peak of that and you're like okay he's into that and then continuously making work that kind of create that theme of right. all these old songs or the beat so mm-hmm. and I feel like super g when I'm like okay I recognize that beat from my 19- <laughs> <laughs> 
so that's like you know it's one of the things I take pride in where like okay I I think I know enough to recognize where this came from and I think it's a part of music Mm -hmm. no yeah Yeah. that's so special like seeing that Clarence and I always say this but um, with design we always say that it's a remix um, because we're always being inspired and I think that goes the same with art and music as well Um, like people literally sampling from other amazing people and like bouncing off of each other Um, and yeah when you talked about how you kind of grew up in a space where music was really a big thing and you had early exposure to these artists like it really did come full circle and I feel like yeah everyone's childhood kind of manifests into who they are now and their art and their work Um, and I'm curious as to um, you said with design it's more user-based and then art is a lot more um, expressive or has the ability to allow you to express um, and have more like self-reflection but I'm curious as to how um, like your mental health or well-being plays into your ability to like create or make art um, like is there lots of parallels with that or um, like how do you usually approach that yeah I would say that I've been really blessed with being able to do both like if I'm stuck in design I would literally run to my painting room and start painting for hours and then come back you know it's it's such a nice escape to have Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people might not have that they would find different outlet but for me it's painting and it's I've I, I would say that I've gotten to the point where painting become has become very like comfortable for me in terms of like when I I mean I do have my struggle still with like solving colors and composition mm-hmm. but it's it's a really nice like refresher and I feel like home every time I come back to it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how long I've been away so I think it's just opening different doors and see what works um and for me I think design is so interesting I I, I love it a lot. I have great teachers and I think I'm really excited about like what I'm going to explore next in design and hopefully connect it to fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, like the relationship, it's odd. I'm, I feel like I'm having like, I'm cheating on one another. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going there. Now I'm going back. So I feel like it's two sides of me that, you know, it's an identity that I'm trying to build as a designer. And then I have to back at that I'm, I'm, I'm a fine arts I'm an artist um, right. I paint, yeah yeah um you mentioned earlier like fashion and we talked a little bit about you know we really enjoy seeing your outfits and stuff like that on mm-hmm. social media but what has that kind of intersection been like for you like streetwear and you know your art or design even um because I know that like you know I'm sure you enjoy sneakers and you enjoy like a lot of other uh, brands and stuff like that as as I do too so yeah man I enjoy sneakers way too much <laughs> it is overboard overwhelming yeah. all of that um yeah. oh man I I feel like I, the, my love for fashion has been around since I was three four mm-hmm. um so I grew up in Vietnam so my mom used to have this like little boutique and I I know since I was five, my mom kind of let me become in this like career director of the, uh, what it looks like, who's being displayed, what kind of outfit mix match. So I didn't think that it would serve into like my adulthood, but you were right about like manifesting what you had in your childhood into your adulthood. 
it all came back and I've always had this like I don't know interest in fashion and you know in a third world country like who cares about what people wear you know but at the end of the day I do care and I do like look at magazine and cut out and I used to make doll clothes and it was so fascinating to my parents and I remember telling them at five that like hey I want to be a fashion designer I don't know what this like because you know it looks like nobody out here cares but I love fashion Mm -hmm. and um not like not until like I moved here and then having my uncle's influence because he has like a clothing shop and he is such a a fashion dude too and so seeing him wear all these things and I got put onto sneakers so I've been collecting since since like middle school and uh, I remember I used to be in line that like you know when you used to still get able to get shoes at Foot Locker or like finish line so I used to be in line with boys trying to get boy size shoes Mm-hmm. Um, you know like the whole conversion between women and men yeah. have that back in the day and I understand like like how much of like an unfair and like just shifted or you know shitty that is you know like just not having size for like for me and so I had to like okay I'm wearing boy size so what size am I in boys Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily my feet has not changed since I was in middle school so my shoes has been with me since then and I remember every drop and like you know all the shoes that I've gotten and the occasions that I've gotten them and who got them for me um, so it's it's been a long journey I would say and I my love for sneakers has I mean remains the same uh, I hate the term sneakerhead but I think I am a sneakerhead. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is a nameplate I have to. Yeah, I feel like with the whole men and women's shoe conversion, I think I'm like a size 3.5 in men's and they don't really carry that in store. They don't. Yeah, the releases sometimes they're like, okay, it's going to be exclusive for men. It's going to start from six. And I'm like, well, I'm going to wear 10 socks, I guess. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's just like hot oh, seriously because I've been trying to like enter the likelihood raffles <laughs> and the minimum is always like six and I'm like okay I'll just have to buy it for my brother or something but yeah mm-hmm. you, you remember the the first like maybe shoes you camped out for or you like really stood in line for Funny thing is, uh, I've had my uncles done that for me, but I would say, <laughs> I would say, I mean, I was too young, I was my, like, past my curfew, and like, yeah, 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 I know, literally, like, overnight, you're like, why would I? <laughs> exactly, um, and, you know, I wasn't, like, thinking how intense it was with the culture, like, oh, well, okay, people, people were just doing it because they want to do it, but yeah. no, they had to do it because they wanted the shoes, um, I would say the, um, Jordan 11s were the ones, the mm. cement, I think they were, uh, not not the cement, sorry, the, that's the three, that's my favorite shoe, but the 11s, uh, the Concords 11s, oh yeah, 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 my first, like, literally had to go out of my way to try to get it, um, mm. and it was just crazy, and I ended up with like two pairs, um, and that's that's a true sneakerhead definition, you like end up with two pairs of the same thing, yeah, <laughs> one, 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 one the rock, yeah. Exactly. Or you you display one. I displayed it for a while and then I, I rocked one and then ended up sold, selling one of them. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the the black cement threes, right? That's your favorite. Yeah. yeah, I remember um that's the first pair of shoes that I waited in line for. And I remember oh, I remember like ask my my buddy and I, we his dad drove us to the store at like you know, like 
four in the morning. We're just like standing in line waiting for the store to open. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? <laughs> I might I must have been in high school or maybe or I forget what year it was. It was yeah. yeah. It was quite a long time ago though. <laughs> yeah, I got my black cement when I was in I think in, in junior year of high school. So it's like two thousand okay, I'm gonna review how old I am. But two thousand twelve. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's around then, eleven to twelve. Um I yeah, think I remember getting the black and the white. Yeah, that probably was when I, between like eighth grade and like freshman year of high school. So that was the, mm-hmm. yeah, man, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient time. What are you talking about? I know. It's just, whatever. It's <laughs> not gonna age myself either. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I mean, it's funny to see like pictures of those like old shoes like falling apart with the sole like come off. I'm like, okay, there's gonna be a day that's gonna mark how old I am when that shit fall down. I'm like, I know. there it is, the end of my sneaker career. I know, like I, I like stare at the the little bubble in the shoe and it's like so cloudy and I'm like, oh my God, it's gonna happen one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I remember uh I don't know if you watch Abstract on Netflix, but yeah, yeah, yeah. one of a really good design show and um Tinker Hatfields were talking about that, where mm-hmm. when he first introduced the idea of an air bubble within a, a shoe sole, people were so opposed to it because they're like, what the heck, you know, like, yeah. like look like it's about to pop when you like jump up and down. Yeah. And there you go, an example of like design and getting, getting like criticism mm-hmm. and how to deal with it and believe in your idea and move forward. Right. Super dope. Yeah, design is so subjective. Like, then and there they're like what the hell and now it's like such an iconic and um super normal thing that everyone <laughs> is just like they love it <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. but I feel like it's it's a funny thing because I feel like if you do something and it's the most love or the most hate that's when it it's pretty successful right, right. when it's the most yeah. hate people see it so much and somehow I think it turned around for them like some there's some shoes releases where I'm like okay that is uh ugly like I would never see myself rocking that but then when you see start everyone start wearing them and you're like oh okay 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 I, I like, well. you know what I'm saying I'm like well I gotta see myself there so I'm gonna give it a try yeah. so I know it, it's so hard to like like something nowadays but then like if everyone else hates it and you're like do I or the other way around where everyone likes it but then you're like do I even like it or is it because other people like it you know like it's right, such a, right. such a weird battle it is such a weird battle. I'm curious if is is there a shoe that's like hella hyped that you personally hate, or the other way around that you love yeah. the shoe and then everyone else hates it. The moment you said those shoes that are hella hyped that I hate, I would say Yeezy. I mean, I'm sorry, and <laughs> anybody say that. It could be that I don't. It could be that people like certain people who rock them that have a different like. I don't know, look and you know, when yeah. I think of easy, I can automatically think what this guy's outfit will be like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, okay, maybe that's stereotypical. Uh, but yeah. I'm just, I would say, yeah. And I, I wouldn't, I don't know if there's a shoes I like that everybody hates. That's very extreme, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't no, think yeah, so. I think at UW at least, there's so many hype beasts that wear Yeezys and then they don't know how to style them like I swear they're they're wearing like one time I saw this guy wear like skinny jeans with like the ribbing on it like that that one type of jean that gets hate on 
and like the UW like purple hoodie and it was just like that's such a UW outfit <laughs> that is a fit and I, I, I think that's a universal fit for almost every Yeezy yeah. I don't know either you're like really ripped skinny jeans and a t-shirt that say supreme Gucci yeah babe I don't know you know right yeah because I definitely yeah it's been a while since so we've bad it's like shit talk no <laughs> it has to be said honestly because there's a lot of folks that at UW and probably at other places that are like they flex they wear things to flex rather than like really have a connection to your fashion or you know sometimes it feels like a numbers game like I I saw this YouTube video um of a guy going down like a shoe line and they were like how how much is your fit and some of them would be like ten thousand dollars and I'm like damn (laughs) you did that for what you don't buy the drip you just gotta have it you know I think it's one of those things (laughs) yeah it's that it's what's that one it's like style is forever where trend something versus like style versus trends or something like that because mm-hmm. you can have the trends but Wait, you mean like style. juice and drip yeah <laughs> 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 or um what is that sauce versus oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no it was sauce versus sauce, sauce is forever no wait what is the temporary one juice 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 expires, but sauce is forever. Oh, <laughs> I forget what it was exactly. I don't know if that's right. I, we have to look into that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need a fact check real quick. But yeah, that's gonna be your next tagline. Um, yeah, that's true though. I I feel like I don't even think. Let's just not put the price tag on like what you wear because I feel like yeah. there's pieces I like that nobody knows about, or you thrift it, and it's super low key, but it everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, would you get that, you know? Right. And I think, like, it's important to understand, like, where the fashion came from, or what inspires it, like, who did it first. Mm-hmm. So it's super, I think it's super interesting to know, like, the background of these shoes, and, like, the archives, and where it derived from, and who's the designer, and what the designer do, and what the nature of, like, he or she does, and the style, you know? Right. So... Sure. I think it's definitely interesting and like I would say like Nike collaboration has taught me a lot about like knowing a lot of up-and-coming emerging designers Mm -hmm. that I didn't know about and learning about their work and it's important so that when someone asks like oh I would I would be able to name the shoes and like okay it was made in that year and it's designed by this person Mm -hmm. you know so I think that's the cool thing about it. And it's almost like same thing for me when I, I paint, like I have to paint artists I know, like I can't be that one person that wear a band shirt and don't listen to the band, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. We have this one friend that's like, cause I think that TikTok or I don't know, made like band tees popular again. Mm-hmm. And like, like Harley Davidson or like the Smiths or like, shit like that so yeah. yeah that that is the trend and I think that's that's something that people it, it's like a, an aesthetic more than now a meaningful art thing um I do remember this one time I I had a trip to uh this grocery store and this guy had checked out I think I mean maybe because I look really young and just like the small little Asian girl wearing a Tupac t-shirt right 
So I was checking out. He's like, damn, did you even listen to the guy? Like, do you know who the, this person is? And he was like pointing at my shirt. And I think, I think it was either Tupac or Biggie, you know? I think, no, it was Biggie. I think it was Biggie. And then my dad looked at him and I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, I painted a whole mural of him. Yeah, the fuck? I do know what he's about. Yeah. And I, I like, I didn't, I didn't say that, but I just looked at him and I'm like, yeah, I do listen to him. I know, I know he's before my time, but I do know. And then I kind of like start singing a song about him or something. <laughs> yeah. And on my way out. So I'm like, yeah. Just wrap the whole verse. <laughs> I'm like, goodbye. Yeah, so I'm dead. <laughs> but um, it looks like we're just about time. I feel like it's the last like 45, 50 minutes just flew by. But yeah, super such a fun. Pleasure to have you. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. I love it. Yeah. So before we wrap up, as always, we do a song of the week. And um, not to put the pressure on you, but we'd love to hear what song you have on repeat or what's been, you know, getting you through the days or what's kind of representing your mood whatever it might be just a song of the week song of the day I would say the song that I've been jamming not because it's uh, women's history month but I've been listening to a lot of women's artists mm -hmm. um, probably gonna be for the rest of the month but Solange is someone that I'm painting right now and I've been jamming her a lot because I really need to get to that zone um, so a song from her I would have to say Stay Flow is one of the songs I'm listening to right now, or Bins is a good song. So, and if you guys ever seen her perform live, oh, she's amazing. I think yeah. I've seen her perform uh, Stay Flow before in real life. Oh my God. I'm jealous. <laughs> Performance wise, it's on point, and the song is beautiful. So, I would say that would be my song of the week. Yeah, her her like art direction is super cool too. Like it's mm -hmm. so um interpretive. And I, I saw that she's streaming on her website. She has the her Jimmy Fallon um uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. streaming like on loop. And I just like watched it again recently and it's it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was in the crowd, I think this was a camp vlog now, and uh this kid was like watching her perform and she's like he was like, nah, man, she's not Beyonce. Oh my God. I wanted to jump across, yeah. across that crowd. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, don't start this right now. But no, I, I didn't. But, you know, I totally disagree with that. And right. I think every artist should have their moment. Like, I, I don't like it when, like, for example, people say, like, Nipsey Hussle is the Tupac of his generation. No, he's Nipsey Hussle of this generation. Right, right. People deserve their own identity and name and, you know, mm -hmm. for their own timeline. So yeah. I hate it when I hear things like that. Yeah, that's absolutely, that, that's so true. <laughs> we will not accept any Solange slander we'll here. <laughs> yeah. Next podcast, if that happened, cut. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're like here. If we're 15 minutes in, we're done. <laughs> we're so excited to see your mural, though. That's really exciting to hear that that's your next project. So can't wait yeah. to see that. Yeah. Um, Clarence, do you want to go first or should I? Well, I think we. I can speak for the both of us, Jubilee, because yeah. we both are have been streaming the Bruno Mars Anderson Pack song, mm -hmm. you know, since it came out um, and the video itself. So leave the door open it's a single from their upcoming album it's so good 
we I I had an event last night uh, with Jordan Nicholson, who I think you're friends with, Hua. But um, you know, during the intermission and like during, we had a little portion where we did an activity. But I just played that song again and again and again and again. So oh, okay. it was a it was a mood. It's it's definitely a vibe and yeah, it's you gotta listen to yeah. it. It's so good. Definitely like watch the music video because you just feel so many things. Like they're all color coordinated. It's all like warm tones and they're all like dancing in unison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I cool. Oh, yeah. I go yeah, I gotta give it a listen. I feel like um yeah, that's cool about like having friends or creative community that's where you exchange music, share your music. Right. So that's definitely cool. I'll, I'll listen to it because I mean, I painted Anderson Park, but I've never painted Bruno Mars. I, <laughs> I probably didn't know about it probably because. No, I, I actually, yeah, you have, I had to like look it up and check if they had released it. So mm-hmm. definitely check it out. But again, thank you so much for just your time this morning um we learned so much about you and your story and also about sneakers like i i love that um but yeah for all of our listeners and um, we will have all of hua's information down below check out the instagram and the website and everything so thank you for tuning in and we will see you all next week peace, peace.